Welcome to a Healthy Soul Podcast. My name is Crystal and I'm a functional nutrition coach and an autoimmune warrior. On this podcast, I'll be covering different ways to help you create a quality life and a healthy soul. What's up, healthy souls? How's everyone's week going? I know in the Barber household, we have been busy. Like shout out to all the parents out there right now who are officially in the season of sports and after school activities, because this is where life gets busy. Between kids, activities, you know, work, chores, my own activities, there's no room for error in our routine these days. And in all honesty, like I actually really like routines. They're super healthy for me. I like that they make me stay on track. But there's one thing that I really need to watch during this season of my life. And that something is a big contributor to the topic that I would like to talk about today. And this is inflammation. Now, for those of you that are listening that have an autoimmune condition, uh, you know, these are things that you know that we should definitely be avoiding. Um, Our bodies are already dealing with enough problems as it is, so we need to avoid extra inflammation that we're causing ourselves. For those of you who are not in the autoimmune community, um, I suggest you also avoid this unless you want to end up being a part of it. you know, there are other things as well that inflammation can can contribute to, like heart disease and cancers and things like that. So inflammation is really something that we're trying to avoid. So today I'd like to cover what could be causing some of your inflammation, um, you know, covering some more of the obvious ones as well as some maybe not so obvious. But Before I get started on that, I'd first like to explain why exactly we have these responses in our bodies in the first place. In a healthy body, inflammation actually plays a really important role. Uh, Its job is to get the attention of our immune system so that way it can come and heal any sort of um, injury or any damaged tissue Uh, fight off bacteria or viruses in our body. And this is very helpful in the healing process. And it should only last a couple of days. But inflammation that lasts longer than that um, is called chronic inflammation. And this can cause damage to the body. When inflammation lasts too long, it can cause a whole lot of problems. Things like weight gain, gastrointestinal problems, autoimmune, depression, anxiety, uh, cancer, fatigue, heart disease, tons and tons of issues. I mean, honestly, the list goes on. So not just for people who have an autoimmune disease already, you know, it's important for everybody to watch these things that could be contributing to chronic inflammation. Now, the first big inflammation causer that everybody, I know everybody has had in their lifetime uh, is sugar. 
you know, I know I've talked about this on my other podcasts, but sugar is one of the top foods that causes inflammation and it's everywhere. Every restaurant you go to, every special coffee drink that you get, sandwiches, iced teas, granola bars that claim to be healthy. You know, half the time you think you're buying something healthy just to find that there's 12 grams of added sugar in it. Now, of course, the best solution to this is to eat a whole food diet with no processed foods. But I totally understand that convenience is a must sometimes. You know, like I was saying earlier, our family has really tight schedules. So if we want to eat before 8 p.m. or grab a quick snack before practice, having some things around the house is nice for that. However, I always make sure to buy items that have simple ingredients, uh, meaning that I know exactly what's in it. And you can find these things. Um, you really got to look sometimes. But but there are people who are making foods now that are simple ingredients, no added weird chemical crap or extra sugars. So look for those. Um, other things that I like to do is I like to make my own. So on Sundays, a lot of times... Um, you know, I'm, I prep my own snacks. We do things like protein balls or like gluten-free overnight oats. You know, then I actually have control of actually what goes in it. Um, and, and I want you guys to remember, it's recommended that men only have 30 grams of sugar per day. Women only have 25 grams of sugar per day and kids only 15. So next time you see something that has 10 grams of added sugar in it, remember that's like almost, especially for women, that's almost half your daily amount. And for kids, that's over half your daily amount. Um, you know, and that's not going to be the only thing that you eat that day, probably that has sugar in it. So make sure you're keeping these things in mind when you're looking for snacks to keep around the house and things to, to feed kids between practices or, or whenever. Another big contributor to inflammation is gluten. Now, they say that some people can process gluten just fine. However, I personally have not met anyone who didn't benefit significantly from getting gluten out of their diet. And honestly, this might be because most gluten-containing foods are processed foods. And that's already something that we should be avoiding due to all the other ingredients and, you know, chemical things that are that are in those products that are wreaking havoc on our bodies. But that being said, especially when you have an autoimmune condition, gluten can be a huge contributor to your inflammation. You don't have to be celiac to experience unpleasant symptoms from gluten. Things like bloating, fatigue, skin reactions like psoriasis and acne, you know, even things like depression, anxiety, and then of course, flare-ups of your symptoms of your autoimmune, which can be anything from IBS to muscle and joint pain to weird symptoms like mine, like no sense of smell. Um, so even if you aren't celiac or don't have autoimmune, but are experiencing some of these symptoms, Gluten is something that you should definitely look into. Um, dairy is another big one. Now, this one was really interesting for me because I always thought that dairy was 
like healthy, you know, like cheese was like a healthy snack. Um, and I'd often have like a couple of cheese slices and some salami for a snack. I didn't really do a lot of dairy. I never drank milk. I never ate yogurt, but apparently I had just enough to cause myself some problems. I struggled with cystic acne for years, like painful, horrific, mortifying kind of acne. And I tried all the fancy products. I went to the dermatologist. I constantly washed my makeup brushes and made sure my pillowcases were clean. Like I seriously did everything. And some things would help, but nothing was ever 100% um, getting rid of it. So I started, you know, when I started getting into the, the functional nutrition and learning about the negative effects of dairy, I decided to try eliminating it. And within like two weeks of getting dairy out of my diet, my acne was gone and I had lost seven pounds. Now that part was just a bonus. Um, but it just shows you how, simply getting rid of something that's not serving you can make a huge difference in getting the results that you're looking for. And I will say that seven pounds was not body fat. It was all just the inflammation that my body was holding, all that water retention. Now, research has shown that about 25% of the population can actually process dairy. But that means 75% can't. So if you're struggling with any symptoms, even if you don't think it's being caused by dairy, just try eliminating it for a while and see how that sets with you. You know, when you reintroduce it, you might be surprised at what it's doing to you and how much better you feel without it. That being said, same goes for gluten. You know, give it a try. Eliminate it for a month and then reintroduce it and see how you feel. You know, I was shocked completely shocked at how terrible I felt after reintroducing both of these foods. And oftentimes I will say you don't really notice when you eliminate it that you feel different. It is when you reintroduce it that you're like, ooh, ouch. You know, and sometimes you will. I mean, like I did with dairy, you will notice that you're getting a benefit immediately when you when you eliminate it. But sometimes it does. It does take reintroducing that to really feel the effect of what's happening when you're eating those foods. Now, I feel like food is something that we will oftentimes quickly look at when we're trying to find our source of where our inflammation is coming from, which is great. I mean, it's really great to look at what you're eating first, but there are a couple of others that I feel like are just as important to look at that sometimes get missed. And one of those is dehydration. You know, now lack of water may not be the direct cause of your inflammation, uh, but you're certainly more at risk for chronic inflammation without it. I know that I've said this before, but you should be drinking half your body weight in ounces per day. This is going to help flush out your system, help you get rid of toxins that could be causing your inflammation. You know, you can honestly solve a world of problems just by being properly hydrated. So seriously, grab your water bottle and drink up because it makes a huge difference. Now, just a helpful tip that I find, and for whatever reason, 
I am way more likely to drink more water if I have a straw. I have no idea <laughs> why this is a thing. Uh, if somebody out there could explain the psychology behind this, I would love to hear an explanation. But all I know is it works. So if you are having a hard time getting enough water, try getting a water bottle with the straw. I swear there's something magical about it. Um, and then another sneaky contributor is lack of sleep. Now, this is super important for so many reasons that honestly, I need to do an entire episode of just sleep alone and the benefits and, and the negative effects of not getting enough. Um, however, on the topic of trying to figure out the source of your inflammation, this is one that everyone should look into. You know, are you getting eight hours of sleep every night? Are you getting restful sleep every night? You know, they make so many ways for us to track this stuff now. And, and it ranges from, you know, expensive to, to inexpensive. Um, you can get a sleep study done or you could get a, a watch or I believe there's even apps that you can look into. Um, but no matter which route you go, I do feel it's worth looking into. Sleep is where we do all of our recovering after the day. You know, this is where we rebuild tissue damage. We store away our memories. This is where our bodies recover and heal. So if you're not getting enough sleep, your body isn't fully able to do its job. And this can lead to inflammation getting progressively worse. Um, so do your best to get a good night's sleep. Having a before bed routine is a great way to set yourself up for a good night's sleep. I personally love just winding down at the end of the day and having a hot drink and a good book. Um, and, and if I'm not reading, I'm sitting down and I'm writing, I'm journaling, I'm doing something that's going to wind me down for the day. And typically I have tea or sometimes, you know, people make, make fun of me for this, but sometimes I just drink hot water. Um, but doing something consistently every night to wind down will start to send signals to your brain and it'll start telling it that it's time for bed and make it easier for you to actually fall asleep when you get there. Um, another thing that I like to do from time to time is just do like a good stretching or yoga routine. A lot of times I find that by the time I'm done, I literally could just fall asleep on my mat. <laughs> so some things to try if you're struggling with sleep because it can be a huge contributor to inflammation as well. Another one, and this one is specifically the one that I was referring to earlier when I was talking about my schedule, is stress. You know, when our family is in the thick of sports season and having to run around from one place to another, there isn't much room for error in the day. So during this time in my life, I really need to make sure that my stress levels are managed and that I'm taking care of myself. Otherwise, I definitely experience symptoms of inflammation. So if you have a stressful job or a stressful season in your life or a specific situation that has come up, you know, make sure you're making self-care a priority. Uh, make an appointment with yourself every day, right? Like you wouldn't make uh, an appointment with a doctor and just not show up 
or at least you shouldn't, <laughs> you know, so make an appointment with yourself and take it seriously, put it on your calendar. Even if it's only 15, 20 minutes of, you know, like meditation, or maybe you're just making time for your favorite workout class. Um, you know, it's really important that you prioritize these things. I personally use the Headspace app um, and I do a 10 minute meditation every morning. And honestly, I notice that those days I am a way better human because of it. <laughs> um, so just find something that really works for you that really allows you to just get into a space where you can just relax and breathe, you know, take a bath, journal, anything that you can do for yourself that is giving you that sense of release, um, you know, and then that leads to other things as well, like not emotionally eating, you know, things that are causing you harm, not having, you know, excessive amounts of alcohol at night. Um, you know, these are things that you can do for yourself that will cause, not cause, but help you prevent other things as well. You know, not only are you preventing inflammation, but you're preventing maybe some bad habits that, that come across when we do feel these stress, stressful moments. Now, inflammation shows up differently on everyone. So an important part of all of this is becoming aware of what that looks like for you. Um, you know, that way you can start making the connection, you know, connecting the dots of what might be causing your symptoms. For me personally, inflammation looks like uh, cystic acne. It also looks like bloating and poofiness. Like I even notice that I get bloated from stress. My pants do not fit the same when I'm super stressed out versus when I'm not. And another thing that I notice is my Raynaud's. It, um, I'm definitely more sensitive to, to cold and stress with my Raynaud's um, than I would be if I wasn't inflamed. Uh, you know, but other things that you should be looking at are like muscle and joint pain. Um, if you have any like heat in any areas or redness, uh, like swelling, um, you know, we talked to Kara last week. She said that when she was detoxing from sugar, she experienced a bunch of swelling. So definitely something to look into acid reflux, just fatigue in general. Like, are you really tired after you do a certain thing? Mood swings, depression, anxiety, um, you know, insomnia, uh, loss of function is another one that I've noticed that a lot of people experience with inflammation. Um, you know, whether that's like total paralysis of one of their limbs or sides, or even just like in the, in the face, you know, you might have some numbness around your jaw, um, mouth area and other things too, like, you know, gastrointestinal problems, you know, constipation, diarrhea, and then of course, flare-ups of your autoimmune symptoms, whatever those may be, because that can look like anything. You know, when your body is fighting itself, it makes weird things happen. So keep track of how you're feeling and when you're feeling it so that you can start to become aware of what is causing your inflammation. You can start keeping tabs on like, oh, I ate a sandwich for lunch. And then I noticed a few hours later, I was feeling whatever symptom that might be. So that being said, that's all I've got for you guys today. I hope that this was helpful and at least giving you a starting point on where you can be looking for things that are causing 
inflammation and contributing to your symptoms. You know, amazing things can happen when you start to develop this self-awareness and start eliminating some of these inflammation causers. So I hope this inspires you to do something good for your body today, and we will see you next time on Healthy Soul. If you enjoyed this podcast, make sure you click the subscribe button so you never miss an episode. Also, if you're interested in nutrition coaching, sign up for a free consultation at healthysoulnutrition.com. I'd love to hear about your goals and see if you're a good fit for my program. I hope you have a wonderful day and we will see you next time on Healthy Soul.